Right around Australia on SEN Track. Thanks to Racing Queensland, this is the Queensland Hoop with Sam Collett. Yes, welcome to the Queensland Hoop with Sam Collett. I am her co-host, Alyssa Smith. Sam, it is great to see you. How are you today? Well, I'm very well. I've been busy as a little beaver this week as per the normal, but um, I tell you what, it's been much uh, nicer riding this week with the temperature not so hot. Um, yes. That little bit of breeze, 30 degrees is a lot more comfortable uh, working conditions um, than what it has been last week. So um, I won't be complaining too much. Last weekend was extremely hot. Yeah, crazy. Indeed. Hey, we'll be talking horse racing for the next half an hour. And usually we get someone on the show to have a little bit of a chat with, whether it be an apprentice, a photographer, a commentator, a jockey, um, a, you know, someone who's involved in putting on a race or a, a part of the festival. But today I want to delve a little bit deeper with you, Sam, and your journey, because, you know, I've had a couple of questions come in about, you know, what a jockey actually goes through, how tough it is to be a jockey, because as punters like myself and our panel up as well, you know, we, we go to the track on the weekend, we watch the races or else we watch it on telly, you know, and you, you go, oh, yep, yeah, how's this form? We look at, you know, all the stats and things like that. But, you know, it's funny because you don't actually think of how much goes into that moment when you settle up yeah. and you're in the gates and until you actually hit the track, there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes. There is. The, the actual riding to me is, I don't want to say it's the easy part, but it certainly is the most natural part for me, you know what I mean? Because you go out and go around, like I'd hate to know how many thousands of, tens of thousands of rides I've had in my lifetime and, and how long I've been riding horses for. Mm. So riding the horse as such um, is probably the easy part. But like you say, there's, it's really a, like a whole lifestyle commitment, um, especially for those of us um, that have to maintain our weights and things like that. And it's, especially now with social media, a lot of it is PR, you know, like you really got to support um, be your own advocate, um, you know, sell your product well. Mm. Um, it's hard because, you know, you really are doing a job of a lot of people, you know, like um, sports people outside of racing, you know, as you know, like your league, um, tennis, golf, whatever kind of sport, you know, they've, you know, they've got a manager, they've probably got someone doing their diet, they've got a therapist, like, um, physiotherapist, um, people they can talk to. Strength and conditioning coach, yeah. head coach. Yep, all that kind of stuff to sort of help micromanage the background before like the big game. So mm. you really have to wear a lot of hats and to make sure that you're bang on for the day and like doing this day in, day out, race after race after race, it takes a lot of like mental pressure, um, a lot of commitment to be in dedication, you know, it's not a job for the faint hearted. Um, and like you say, there's not many jobs that you have an ambulance follow you around too. Um, as we've had a couple of, oh. you know, unfortunate injuries in that during the week. And it's mm. just goes hand in hand with the job. It's not a nine to five job. As you say, mm. it is very different. It's not a nine to five job where you can just switch off, eat whatever you want, drink whatever you like. Uh, you know, you can, you can have minimal sleep and then rock up to work and hide behind your computer. You can't do that. No, there's no room for error. And like you say, you've got, there's a lot at stake because it's, you know, riding horses, you've, people are putting a lot of money into the industry, whether they be owners, trainers, um, people, you know, that are the track staff, you know, the people that are directing the race meetings, all that kind of stuff. There's 
a lot of pressure to to perform. So in order to be bang on for the day consistently, like when you've got races Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and like tries Tuesday's like a trial or a track work day. So Monday's normally a rest day, but you've still got to then prep yourself for the rest of the week. Um, mm. So it's you really, uh, for me personally, my Monday is it, it has to be a rest day. Otherwise, I just can't sustain the week um, to my full potential. And what does a rest day look for you, though, look like? Um, it usually does a lot of just lounging around. Sleeping. Yeah, <laughs> probably a lot of washing. Catching up, yeah. Yeah, just really trying to rest my body because, I mean, it's pretty grueling. Um, mm. You have to be in top physical form all of the time. Now, you can't – if your body feels average, then your mind doesn't feel sharp, therefore you're – probably missing opportunities here and there in a race. So you have to be mentally sharp um, and your body's obviously a massive part of that. So it's so it's physical as well as mental, but like the Monday's rest day for me are crucial in terms of how I start and, and get through the rest of my week. Because it's not just the races as well. You've got trials going on too. You've got, you know, you'll head out to the beach and, and take a couple of horses for a swim, which I know yes. you thoroughly enjoy. I love that. You do love that. You do love that. But as you say, you know, there is so much that goes into it. Have you ever engaged in, say, a nutritionist or, you know, a mentor as well? There are people that, um, and certain jocks I've talked to that have, um, who struggle with their weight and to make it sustainable, like you can't be... Uh, losing two or three kilos on a race morning when you've got to do it, you know, like five days a week. And there mm. are plenty of jockeys that do it. And I'm probably fortunate. Nice. I don't have to, you know, that's, that's not something I have to worry about as much. It might be a sort of a kilo here and there, but trying to sustain that and like you dehydrated, lack of food, probably not sleep, definitely not sleeping eight hours a night. I don't think that would be overly healthy, right? No, well, that's what I mean. Like sustain. <laughs> you got to put your body yeah, through. Yeah, the sustainability of that um, is hard. So I know that there are jocks out there that have gone and seeked help from a nutritionist to try and get a good balance. Um, but it's hard to try and find, um, I guess, nutritionists that understand the concept of the grueling regime and the workload that goes into it. It's funny, isn't it? Because, it, you know, standing on the sideline, you don't realise how much actually goes into it. Your parents rode and they still ride now to this yep. day. So you're you're very lucky in that regard. You've had someone to look up to. And that is kind of the majority of, of jockeys, isn't it, that follow in the footsteps of someone that they've known and they've been introduced to the industry. Yeah. But we have spoken to several jockeys and a couple of apprentice jockeys as well who have just gone, you know what, I would love to be a jockey and have just given it a go. Yeah. It really is, um, I think, a sport where you find – I would say 90% of the participants have had a, a racing background through someone else and their family, like you said, myself was from a big racing uh, family back home in NZ mm. and my mum's still riding. Shout out to her. She's an absolute legend. <laughs> um, and my dad, who's now training and had a very successful career as a jockey. I've got um, cousins, Jason and Alicia, that ride in Sydney. Their dad, Richard, he's now moved over and he's training down there. Um, it's, yeah, it's a lot more common to have people that have been in the industry and I think that has helped me a lot in terms of um like having my parents as my mentors yes uh I was well aware and exposed to it early on what to expect um especially you know my mum who started off probably racing early days where it wasn't as common for women to be riding she had said to me very early on you have to be 
mentally tough to survive in this game because then it was probably more of a male-dominated sport Mm -hmm. and it's definitely, um, I'd say the tables are almost, you know, a level playing field, I guess you would say now with the woman in racing, you've only got the looks of like Jamie Carr who's absolutely dominating things down in Melbourne. We've got a real good handful of female jocks up here in Brisbane. Um, You know, your Cathy O'Hara is down in Sydney, Rachel King. So it's come a long way. But early days, I was lucky, like I said, having mum there who'd been and sort of was exposed to all that hard, um, I don't know if you call it disappointment, but, you know, getting taken off horses for a male jock and things like that. Like she's really drilled into me. Like you have to be mentally tough to survive. Well, you are very mentally tough. Yeah. And thank goodness things, <laughs> things have leveled out a little bit now since then, haven't they? Yeah, I think... You know, it's definitely easy. Well, I don't want to say it's easier, but in terms of like, we talk about the longevity of your career and and riding and how hard it is on your body. Like if you're not having to do, um, you know, losing weight all the time, you think all barring injuries, the longevity of your riding career is a little bit longer. It's obviously easier if you can go to the races and you're hydrated and nourished and you've slept well. Um, And I personally think that women have a little bit more compassion towards the animal themselves so maybe we can get that little bit extra out of them I mean that might not be um everyone's opinion but that's mine so we'll roll with that I want to ask you about the weight situation because every race is capped at a certain weight and you talk about having to lose two three kilos of a morning some jockeys do that uh and you know you say you're very lucky that you don't often have to worry too much Mm. but you know over over the last few months you, you know you've spoken about the rigor, rigor, rigorous um, things that you've had to put your body through. What's the craziest thing you've ever seen someone do or heard of to to drop weight to be able to ride? Oh, I've honestly heard and seen some wild things. So um, I remember it was a fair few years ago back home in New Zealand, there was a jock and he, you know, he would wear his like sweatsuit in the car. He would turn his heaters on, drive to the races, sweat while he was driving. Extremely dangerous. Wow. But, and then he would get there, he would either run in the shower with his sweat gear on with the shower and hot, or skip in the shower. Skipping uh, yep. in the shower. Yeah. Just with a sweat jacket on. With a sweat jacket on. Like anything to do to make weight. And that, like you say, it's what people don't see behind the scenes. Yeah. Like they see your five minutes when you're on the horseback. But there's so much you put your body through and they've got these girls and guys, they've got to be like dehydrated and un, like not nourished for majority of the day and then expect to do that day in, day out. Um, I've seen boys, all the jocks here, that'll put their sweat gear on and run around the track. Um, <laughs> wow, that's full All on. kinds of stuff, you know. Like As I think um, people are getting more um, educated on, mm. you know, the best way to go about it, there, there are a few more like ice baths and things like that yes. in the jockey's room, which obviously help for your recovery. And So, <laughs> you know, the small things that might help you refresh you when you've been sizzling yourself all morning. Like, yeah, it's, it is crazy what people do just to make weight. You're extremely tough. I'll give you that. What's the camaraderie, camaraderie like and the competition like, you know, that we don't see? Oh, uh, if anyone's sat, you know, on the outside fence at the, about the 600 metre marker of any race track, I'm sure they'd be absolutely mortified at some of the language you would hear. Um, <laughs> it's extremely competitive, you know, uh, I mean, there would probably not be a meeting that didn't go by where you're having maybe someone's having words with someone else, but you like to 
I mean, it's you get very heated in the moment. Yeah, of course. And sometimes it's you say sport. things. It's competition. Yeah, of course it is. And everyone's out there. We want to win. You of know? course. And when you're dealing with a half-ton animal that sometimes doesn't really want to go where you want it to go or it's doing whatever it wants, it makes it a bit tricky, you know. You have obviously, we're trying to be out there and be safe. Um, but you've also got to do what you need to do to win the race within reason. So with that, from weigh-in, because, you know, you, when we think about boxers, they weigh in the day before, before their fight. Yep. You know, they may do a full-on sweat session to lose weight. And if they do that, then that's fine. They can go and drink as much water as they want. They can go and eat, you know, what they need to eat in terms to be ready for that fight. When do you weigh in? So we weigh in and out um, before and after every race. So, if, for example, I've got five rides. I'll weigh out for my first one with my saddle, give it to the trainer. And I have to be the same weight. They allow a, sort of like a half a kilo leniency. Yeah. Um, sort of you, when you weigh back in. But if you're too much over, you can be disqualified. And so, like, if you've got five rides in a day, however, or like eight, nine rides, it doesn't matter. But they're all different weights. Some horses are carrying 60 kilos. Some are carrying 54. We have different saddles and gear to make up or take off that weight per each race. So you have, there's no room for that, you know, like having to go and have a big drink. If if you weigh in heavy and your horse was to win and you get disqualified, I mean, you've just let everybody down. Yeah. So it's the only time most people were probably allowed to relax and, and have a big drink and probably eat something would be after their last ride or unless they've got heavy rides later in the day or something like that. How do you go when you do the night races? Because you've got one coming up. Yeah, the night races are particularly tricky because, um, I mean, if you're fortunate enough, you don't have to, you know, lose too much weight. But for argument's sake, we're talking about some of the jocks that are having to yeah. really, go, like, struggle hard. You think the first race is at 6 o'clock at night, the last race is at 9, half past 9. These jocks have got to go all day until they probably get off their last horse at 9.45 at night to be able to put something back in their system. So they've had to dehydrate all day, ride, um, and, you know, worry about all that. And then it's not just the riding, it's the communicating with the trainers and the owners, the thought that goes through a race unfolding in front of you, all that kind of stuff. And you've, I mean, being dehydrated is probably, any jock would tell you is worse than being hungry. Yeah. I guess that's why it's so important for training to come in, isn't yeah. it? To to keep your body fit and healthy so you don't have to put your body through so much of that. Um, I want to ask you as well, just uh, before we hit the ad break, with trainers, so obviously you, you go in there, you've got a pre-chat. Yep. Do you have a post-chat as well? Yeah, it's very big now. So most of the time, I'd say 98%, you have a, a pre-chat with your trainer or whoever's in charge of the trainer's horses if they can't be on course. So we sort of talk tactics um, nine times out of ten, trainers like to be, you know, this is how we want to ride the horse if you haven't ridden it before. If you've ridden the horse before, you're a little bit more, um, like, educated into, you know, how the horse likes to race, its racing pattern. So you sort of go through that. Hopefully things unfold as you plan, or if they don't go to plan, then you obviously come in post-race and, and chat about that and um, sort of put forward what's happened or um, how you can improve and um, yeah, 
that's usually how it goes nowadays. It is fascinating, isn't it? It's just a whole new world. Hey, Sam, thank you very much. Stick with us, though, because after the break, we'll have the latest in Queensland racing news. Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. You can visit racingqueensland.com.au. The horses are on the track. Queensland is your place to race this year. This is the Queensland Hoop with Sam Collett on SEN Track. Yes, welcome back to the Queensland Hoop with Sam Collett and I, where Sam and I bring you the latest in Queensland racing news. Now, Sam, thanks for taking us through what it takes to be a jockey, like giving us a bit of an insight there. Last weekend, you well, during the week, I should say, on Wednesday, you had a really nice winner, didn't you? I did indeed, yeah. Um, last weekend was a little bit quiet, had a couple of seconds, so I was looking to... Uh, get that one over the line, which I managed to do so on Wednesday aboard Hockerhay for Jack Bruce. She's a mare of uh, won her last two starts on now. She looks very promising. Uh, she's probably going to head towards a, like a city race, or si- sorry, Saturday city race now, and she deserves a chance at that. She's absolutely flying. The trials as well. You had a good run at the trials. Yeah, we rode a really nice filly there for Chris Muntz. Um, yeah, she's probably looking to head to the races now too. So Oberoi Princess. Yes, I always Oberoi forget Princess. That. Yes, that's my blonde hair. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Oh, come on. <laughs> hey, I'm sitting here too. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm looking forward to riding here. I think she's a filly with a lot of upside as well. Beautiful. Well, this weekend there is plenty of racing as usual as well. Let's take a look at that, shall we? Because later on today, the Sunshine Coast, where you will head to, it's a night meet. You've yes. got six rides there. Yes, yes, busy. Um, fantastic, obviously, sunny coast. I think the last race isn't too late for a change. I think we're looking maybe just after 8 o'clock as opposed yep. to 9.30. So oh, I'll be in better hole. I know. You've got an early <laughs> start, though. You've got to turn that around and then ride at Eagle Farm the next day. Yeah, busy day at Eagle Farm. I think I've got eight rides there, uh, nine races. We've got a couple of really nice rides there. As, um, as per normal, my manager's done a great job. Uh, and then back at the sunny coast on Sunday. Beautiful. Well, uh, tomorrow racing does continue, as we mentioned, at Eagle Farm, but also at Aquas Park Gold Coast on the poly track. And then Toowoomba, there's a night meet there. And then also at Rockhampton in the country, Home Hill and Roma. And then on Sunday, as you said, Sam, Sunshine Coast, where we normally see you at as well. <laughs> you love that track, don't you? Yeah, I do. It's fantastic to be there. Obviously, uh, um, Sunday racing, sometimes I think, geez, there's a lot of th- things I'd like to be doing on a Sunday. I'd like to be at the <laughs> beach. But at the end of the day, I like making money far too much. <laughs> <laughs> you do, don't you? You yes. do indeed. Hey, just quickly, a couple of... Um, news items from during the week and leading up to the weekend. Townsville Apprentice jockey Jenna Edwards, she had a bit of a career bucket tick list um, during the week when she landed her first winner at a tab meeting at Mackay on Tuesday. So a big congratulations yeah, to her. And also a member of the industry dreaming of rep- representing his nation at the 2024 Paris Olympics. Now we know the Taplins. We spoke to Kerry Taplin not too long ago. Their son, Jack Taplin. But he's looking to compete in Taekwondo. That's fantastic. Um, it's full credit to him. You know, he's moved countries with his family. Um, and to be, you know, selected for the Olympics is just unbelievable. So it good is, on him. It is a big congratulations to him. And thank you very much for listening to the show. Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au.